gets too mad, there's no control Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you live under a rock I might grab a bat, I don't know my rap My blood boils over like Oh god, here goes I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go So just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Which is how you see things Realize something needs change Cause I know you got me fucked up Let me show you what's up Cause enough is enough I'll take a face full of payment Just to make a statement I know there's no turning back Oh god, adrenaline wasted So mad I can taste it I know there's no turning back I'll do what it takes I ain't making mistakes like that I'll play it on your face Just to make you go take it back I'll move my shit I go crazy when I'm <laughs> salute heel welcome to the heel of the ring podcast with the host and one half of the tag team champions of the world heel salute salute and you know what i'm just gonna say it we are the must see show on the jedi sports network by a mile like for Forget that Knicks podcast. Forget the Yankees show or whatever. No, it's all about the show you will wait for. The show you just have no pitch for. The Heel of the Ring podcast every Saturday and sometimes Sunday when I'm too busy. So welcome. Bigger than Caputo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you have in store for us, Heel? Oh, we 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 had definitely one. I don't even know what to give this week this week because they're the things that are big actually happened outside the ring. Then the things there are things in in wrestling that you know what I'll just say we'll get into. So let me get into uh, the show. Let's talk about. AW uh, Raw and SmackDown. So, I'll be honest with you. I only pay attention to the stuff that's actually worth my time. Uh, just like you guys, if it ain't worth my time, why should I stay and watch? And when I saw <laughs> and when I saw Raw, there was really only one thing that I actually point to and be like, you know what? That was one of the best things on the show, and arguably the only thing good on the show. That was actually building towards something special. And that was when Kevin Owens came out as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And let me tell you something. After, what, 20 years or so, that music, as soon as the glass shatters, it still gets people. It It is just amazing how much a wrestler can impact just a stadium by their music. Like, holy cow. And then when Kevin Owens came out. And it was funny, too, because I saw people in the crowd doing like this with their phones. Reacting. They were like, oh my god, we're about to see Stone Cold. And then all of a sudden, they saw Kevin Owens. They're like, I'm done. So, congratulations to Kevin Owens on being a really good heel this week. No, he had the biggest pop. 
um, just coming out, and and also he had the <laughs> he had the fake bold cap on, and he came out with the with the music, the whole promo, the whole cut. You know what a pop! He he really got the crowd in, in enthusiastic, and also the beer guy. Like, he actually played it. I don't know. Let me ask you: Do you think he botched the beer throwing, or he since he dropped it, he improvised and went with it? Well, when you ain't no redneck and you're from Canada, of course you're gonna have a hard time catching the bear, because obviously that's second nature when you're from the south and you're stone cold Steve Austin. This title, man, my title, man, it's kind of heavy. Oh yeah, it's it's tough being the champ. A lot of gold for a true champion, huh? Yeah. So, I love the fact that he went on went on. He got the pop. I thought I thought in one accent when the when the music came, he got me personally the second time around when we heard the shattered glass. I thought he was actually gonna come out. <laughs> he caught me by a sucker. I was like, yo, he's actually here. <laughs> oh man, what a pop. Man, seriously, and and like when it happened, a part of me deep down, my inner like wrestling mark was like, There's no way this has to be a rig, a rib. But then my my inner like want so to speak it was just like i want this to be so cold i want this to be so cold and then when it came out i was like i knew it i don't even know why i bothered to get excited <laughs> like i knew it was gonna happen he got he yeah he didn't he, he didn't fool you he had fool he fooled me on the second time i said you know what wrestlemania is coming i said you know what it's gonna happen he's coming out and yeah uh, oof. what do you think uh the match you think he's gonna be a pretty long match or you think he's gonna come out there token run we'll, his mouth and we'll, one two three we'll get to the WrestleMania predictions after okay. we're gonna do that at the end of the show uh but um next we got AEW and uh because I'll be honest with you, other than that that's really all that I haven't on raw the main event was okay um but then we got AEW and I'll be honest with you okay because this is kind of how I found Impact Wrestling, because when it's WrestleMania season, your wrestling blood is just boiling. It's it just wants more, more, more. You know, you can't stop. So, you would think AEW would take advantage of the fact that it's Mania season, and they they just seem like they don't care right now. At least on that week's show, and that's why you know who makes the list. This Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That's right. The AEW writers and the bookers make the list because when Vicky Guerrero is arguably the highlight of her show, there is a problem. It's not, it's not, it's not to say that Vicky Guerrero is bad at what she does or anything like that, but it's just your AEW. You have... You have Chris Jericho, like we'll talk about later. You have Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Sting. You have a lot of cool people on your roster. And the two, and not even the two really, but the most memorable, well, sorry, the two, well, most, yeah, the two most memorable things you can do on AEW is Vicky Guerrero and MJF. I mean, we sort of got a problem because let's be honest, the Mania season, a lot of wrestling fans right now have their remotes and they're going through the TV and they're like, you know what? I'm not sure if my wrestling appetite has fully been fulfilled. I wonder what else is on TV. And that's how, ironically, 
I believe I found the Impact Wrestling back in the days. I just was flipping channels looking for more, more wrestling around WrestleMania season. And AEW just doesn't realize that right now. And that's why they make the list because they they just sold in their show, if you know what that means. And Chris Jericho? Like, you really put him in the tag team match with people that no one knows about? Like, literally, who? Who are these guys? Hold on. Heel, heel. Hold on a second. Okay. Hold on. Oh, you know what this? You got to know what this means. Do you know what this means? Do you know what this means? When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. With that, I want to introduce NK. NK into the program, so we wanted to take a pause. <laughs> yeah, my, apo my apologies on everybody. Um, my apologies for being late. Um, had to deal with some traffic, you know. Um, when I got home, I had to deal with some technical difficulties, so sorry to everyone here and all the viewers at home, you know. Um, it's uh, completely nuts. So well, my apologies on that. Well, NK, I think you made the heel of the ring. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Technically, technically, it's my second day. Can I at least be on probation for this? You know? Can I at least on? <laughs> Can I at least be on probation? You know, like in school, and you go, you get a warning, academic probation before you get expelled. You know, like, can you at least give me that? But yeah. So I guess the, what's on the list this week is uh, is AEW, correct? AEW writers and bookers, yes. Because Chris oh. Jericho literally wrestled with people no one even knows, really. I mean, oh, God, they, that was terrible. These guys might become big in the future, yeah, but okay. no one knew who these guys were. And it was like, it was like Chris Jericho and like the three amigos, I guess. <laughs> like literally, Ugh. like like when they first advertised this match, and they're like, "Oh, Chris Sharko is gonna be in the main event with da 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 da." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "With the Dark oh. Order, yeah." Yeah. Let me like, let, let me let me interject on that. I was watching Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Club. Let me tell you, that group that sucks. I'm not straightforward. The no, I like, the, I like the Jericho Association Club. I I get it. But the other members, the other three members besides Jack Hager, and, and I'm and I'm gonna quote The Rock. It doesn't matter what their names are because they suck. Actually, you, you can put you can put Jake Hager on that list too. To no, be honest no, no. with you, I don't I don't put Jake Hager there because he's he's dugging, and this is from he's dug, ducking and diving, and he's scared of fighting our main man from oh, MMA Weekly, Austin and Chef Dan, Billy Swanson. MMA Bellator fighter, heavyweight, that called him out, and we've been campaigning for him to fight Hager. Hager's ducking my main man, Billy Swanson, in the octagon, and he's a coward, so now he's hiding behind another wrestling another wrestling clique instead of getting in there in, his, in the octagon and facing my man, Billy Swanson, so Billy Swanson can lay a beatdown on his Jack Hager, but, you know, but he's, well, well, we'll leave that for the MMA program, but... I don't like that that Jericho appreciation group. Jericho is going to... What is he doing? Carrying the weight now with four people? Oh, goodness. To be honest with you, uh, let me piggyback on this for a second. Um, I don't uh, really care too much about what Jericho's uh, uh, storylines are going for these days in terms of like him being the stable of a group. Um, 
I didn't really care for him being uh, doing the whole inner circle thing two or three years ago. And I certainly don't really care about what he's doing here. I know I don't know. I get the whole idea of trying to piss the fans off by calling themselves sports entertainers. I get it, you know. But at the same time, it's like Jericho Appreciation Society. It's just that's like one of the most tackiest names ever. It's like I don't know what's worse, either calling that name or Undisputed Era, and even that was a tacky name, you know. Um, and I, this is definitely one of those things on AEW that I'm not necessarily fond with. And I get it, it's only been there for like a week or two, if not a little, maybe a little bit more. But, I don't know. At this point, with Jericho on AEW, I'm not necessarily that looking forward to what he's doing these days. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It's like, he's won the title, he's been a babyface, he did the heel stable thing. It's just, it's kind of like, if he was gone for, let's say, a year or done something else... Maybe go do some other things. I don't know. And I'm a big Jericho fan, but whatever he's doing in AEW isn't exactly that exciting for me these days. You know? Yeah. He, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Jericho here? Oh, that's what I was going, going to go into. Honestly, uh, considering this guy is your first ever world champion, like... I don't really get what they're trying to do right now with Jericho. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit confused. But he should be doing a lot more bigger things than just being the guy that helps other people get over. Like, I, I get it. Yes, at the end of the day, he needs to help be, get people over. But you don't have to put him in, like, one big stable or tag team or whatever. He can be just doing what Punk's doing, which is, like, fighting young talent and helping them get over. You know, that's that's literally it. But I, I just feel like they're really confusing what to do with Jericho at this point, if I'm being honest with you. Right, right. As, yeah. The, yeah. The, ch the chat asked, what's his bat's name? I have no idea what the what is his bat's name. Sting? His bat? The bat that is, he carries. Is, oh, is it called early retirement, my guy? <laughs> For now, I guess. I'm not going to front. In my house here, in the Jedi house... There is three bottles of Jericho Bubbly, Lee Bubbly, for a limited edition collector's item. Damn. Unopened, ready, Wayne. When we see him, he's going to sign them, and we're going to have Lee Champagne, Jericho Champagne. I don't, and I think maybe here's another thing about Jericho, him being an AEW isn't really that interesting to me, is that I feel like. Like I don't know what's what what characters Jericho going for these days. Like before, when he was let's say in WWE, it was a little bit more identifiable. Where let's say for example, like in 2008 when he was doing the whole like I'm wearing the suit and you know calling people parasites and stuff. And then before that, he was the Ayatollah of rock and roll, a kind of this rock star kind of exciting kind of baby face. Sort of I think thing I figured in... it out. Right. I think I figured it out. He's going, okay. His new his new gimmick is the cool grandpa. Well, is he going? Is his gimmick going through a midlife crisis at age fifty one? <laughs> it might be. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we'll see what's what's in store for him and Floyd. Floyd is the name on his bat, by the way. Ah. Uh... I don't know I, why, I, I, why in the world they call it Floyd, but it is. Uh, 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 okay, I, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. But, I, but I will say this about Jericho, though. At least he's still having good matches, though. 
so I can't really knock on his work, especially at this eight, at this stage of his career. And uh, at least he's still having some good matches. So I can't, I can't necessarily say he's he's uh, having bad matches and stuff like that. So I, I, I got to give him a credit on that, you know. And he's and he's arguably actually he's probably like top two, top three, you know, big stars of that company, you know, aside from maybe Sting, you know. Um, so I mean, hey, I, he is still valuable to that company. It's just whatever he's doing right now, whether it's whatever Tony Khan is booking him or this is his idea, it's it's not working. You know, it's not working for me. Well, one thing that is working is that intro. He has the biggest pop in his intro introduction song in all of wrestling, in my opinion. You mean Judas? I don't know. For some reason, uh, for some reason, I'm not I'm not too big on the whole Judas theme song. Judas okay. is your life? Nah, nah. Come nah. on, it has to be your life. Nah. You can't be a Jericho fan and not let Judas be your life. Isn't it called? Isn't it called? Ju- Judas is in your mind, my guy. Judas in your mind. Yeah, yeah, it should be in your mind. Nah, man, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Nah, I'm not gonna betray people, my guy. I'm not Judas. You know. <laughs> uh, but um, no. Nah, I mean, it's a good song and all, but it's like, it's a good song, but at the same time, it. I don't know. Like I've been so used to hearing Jericho coming out with the whole break it down, uh, break the walls for so many years that you know i don't know it's it's weird after a few years later you know i'm not necessarily i'm still not used to him coming out to like uh the whole um judas theme song it is over it's an over song and people like it i don't know it's it's okay but i wouldn't go as far as to say it's it's great or anything you know what i mean but it definitely does get a big pop from the crowd all right, I I agree yeah. to disagree. I I love that song. Um, you know the whole the whole, and I'm not an AEW fan, but that pop and that song. When you have a when, the point of a theme song, is to get the crowd pumping. When you hear the the skull, the glass shattered, you hear the people go crazy. You hear when you hear the I are you ready? You know yeah. all the bells. And when you hear Jericho's song, and when they shut the music and the crowd, it regardless fifteen thousand. 14,000, whatever the case is, stay singing all in chorusants and, and in, in the same time, the theme of the song, you know that you 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 got you will put over. And that's what exactly why I think that's that theme song to me is one of the most electrifying right now in all of professional sports and wrestling, at least. It's arguable. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I, I can see. I can see that, you know. Yeah. Is is in terms of like AEW since AEW I guess their booking and their writing is Jericho the only thing that's part of the list in terms of AEW, or is there other things nah, as well? It was, oh, no. really, it was really just the writers pretty much. And the, no, no, and the... there's one move I got the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Jedi's list. I'm gonna put this in my list and then we'll bring in uh, our guest for a moment here. Hold on a second. This is you. This is this week's. You just made the list on the world's most botched brainbuster move. This is AEW at its best. This is why you made the list. The Heal the Ring podcast. Watch this brainbuster. Watch this botch move. 
You didn't even touch him. That's why you just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> and look who's here. Down! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is the Pope. Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, brother. We're going to pump up the point out. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Ah, oh yeah, brother, the macho man ah, is gonna get the elbow drop, and I'm gonna give you the big leg drop on it. Oh yeah, we're pumped up. WrestleMania is coming up, baby. Double out of Saturday, Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for WrestleMania? Lesnar. Rain Sean Ronda Rousey. We're ready for WrestleMania. Sports. Oh, March Madness. Oh, yeah. We're ready to crack. Get ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Well, for starters, I don't know who's trying to get more over. You or your dog. Another. I was gonna also say, um, first off, great intro. But second, when did Hulk Hogan get an elbow drop? Well, he, he could do it back in the day. He used to wrestle in Japan. He used to do elbow drops. You remember? You ever watched the movie uh, uh, No Hose Bar? Come on, man. He could do it. That guy's not that old. You know. What's that smell? If you in Japan against all these, we've got Great Muda, all these other guys. Andre the Giant even uh, wrestled in Japan. So these guys actually can wrestle. Just Vince Man has his own, they like to do their own set, um, you know, the own moves. He's winded. He's winded. <laughs> <laughs> CPR. CPR. You okay? <laughs> so Sounds he had to like do his own ring. moves. So, you know, they didn't really want him to, you know, use... Uh, you know, like, actually show he can wrestle because I actually watched his matches in the 90s. He actually can wrestle, but they didn't want to show he can wrestle. So he always did the leg drive, clothesline, you know, like Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior couldn't wrestle. He was just one dimensional. But Hogan, I actually saw him. He could actually, but they didn't want to use him like that. But all around, like the big guys, Undertaker is probably the most balanced guy I've seen. Like athleticism, speed, jumps off the top rope. Not many big guys jump off the top rope. Kane is another one. Kane, another guy. All big these show. guys. Like, you forget. Like, big guys. Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, I you just forget about Big Show. Believe. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. Razor yeah. Ramon, the bad guy. I just want to say, rest in peace. You know, I met him and DDP about six years ago. Have you ever seen the movie Resurrection of Jake the Snake? Really good movie. Yeah, I saw that. It's it's an excellent it's an excellent documentary. Excellent yeah. film. It was really sad what happened. You know, I thought he changed his life, stopped the drinking, and then, then he had to get hip surgery, and then he had uh, a complication with blood clots and a heart attack. I just want to say rest. And then, of course, Foo Fighters, I I want to say rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins, too. That was uh, sad. He just passed away at 50 years old, man. I just I saw Foo Fighters last year, so the Pope wants to say rest in peace and get ready for all WrestleMania! Ah! Wow, that... You have more charisma than 90% of, uh, of wrestling today. <laughs> At least try to talk. Cut a promo like that Jericho. You talk about Jericho? I think they set up that because they, he wants to get all the young guys over because he's, he's already 
a made guy. You know, he, he's not in the greatest shape, Jericho. He can't do long matches. So he's doing announcing now. Just like a CM Punk, he can't wrestle. He's not, he don't have the same uh, uh, ethnic. He, he's not as in good, great shape like he was when he was younger. So they're not trying to overuse these guys. You know, like Big Show, Mark, all these guys they bring in, they're not trying to overuse them. So that's why I think um, right now Jericho is going to put the young guys over. That's why he joined this group because they're all young guys. So he wants to get their names out because they're not big names. So that's why I think he did that. He's trying to help the young guys. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, Jericho is doing whatever makes him money, which I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. Him. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Speaking of the AEW, you saw there was sometimes they're they're chaotic. Right? Like you said, the writers, we, we tell them, uh, you know, thumbs down. They, they make the list. They had that t Texas Tornado eight man tag match when they had Starvey, Sting, uh, the Hardy Boys. And it was just so chaotic and so discombobulated, and it's so like so forced. You know, they 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 don't they, they it shows that they have so many wrestlers on the roster, and they don't they just throwing it against the wall. And we got to get everybody in, you know. And you know, sometimes more less is more. Oh, look at the main the main the main valet in the building, uh -huh. the one and only Boomer in please, the building. Please welcome Junkyard Dog Junior. Yeah. <laughs> She's my manager. She's my manager. This is the third uh, British bulldog in the house. Uh, there you yeah. go. The British bulldog, yeah, with the hot foundation, the excellence of execution. That's more. That's that's more the charisma. Th that's there's more. That's more charisma than Bret Hart has ever had in his entire career. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I Goldberg spared me, ended my career. <laughs> I had a young age, and now I'm still collecting paychecks from WWE. Uh, Vince McMahon, man, he screwed me, he screwed me. I had to go to WCW and make more money. And now, what am I going to do now? I'm retired. I, I don't know what to do at home now. I'm bored every day. I need to go back. I need to get that WrestleMania paycheck. And that's what I think. I, that's why I you know he's bringing back. All these older guys, you notice that? Because that card is pretty weak. That's why you had to bring Edge back. You had to bring all these guys because their names. Ronda Rousey in because they, no one's going to watch that. The ratings have been so big. The storylines are terrible. Unless you're a mock, nobody watches that no more. Okay? The, hey, my, name, my name's Hill and I watch that. You don't have to, I, my I'm name saying, that anymore. No, it's not good anymore. I, I, can't, I watch it because I'm at a board. I, watch, I fast forward from it. It is pretty bad because I I I was, I was used to talk to Vince Russo, you know, they used to write for WWF. So I have him on my Skype. I used to talk. I had a cell phone. I used to talk to him a lot. And he really created. Their writing is terrible. They need new, better writers. They don't even know how to get talent. They develop talent. You notice all their guys are not. They don't know how to talk. They can develop. They can develop some talent. Like look at Roman. Uh... I don't think they're gonna yeah. get to that level. It took them a couple years. You notice that. After the shield, it took them at least five years to get big. Well, talent I mean, doesn't always just come out. Of the I movie, mean, you know? I, I mean, to be fair, I think um, ta uh, when it comes to building people, it, it, it takes time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, even some, of the, if, 
even even some of the biggest names in in the industry, it they they didn't become stars overnight. <laughs> just to to be fair. But you notice these guys are not gonna ever. I don't think you ever see a rock, a Stone Cold, guys like that that just had it. It they look like stars. They look like like Lester. That guy looks like a wrestler. He comes out, you know, he's gonna kick your ass. Other guys, you look at these small guys. They're not gonna make you money and profits. Why do you think that's a man despises everyone? Because unless you're making him money, he don't care about you. You're gone. He'll get rid of you. He only get, get brings guys back unless you're making that guy money. And if you look like a star, people will see that you'll make money merchandise. There's so many guys that just uh, are very stale. Okay, they all look the same. That's the what all wrestlers that all look the same. They don't stand out. So many of them I watch, they just all look the same. I, 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 could, I agree to you there, but where WWE is excel and developing in a rapid pace is the women's. The women. Oh, yeah, the women. They that's have the come leaps and bounds from what the crap that we used to see. Tori Wilson. No disrespect, you know, always seeing Lita doing the same. Hora Karana, you know, Trish Stratus, you know. Now you have good wrestlers from Rhea Ripley, from Liv Morgan. You have Sasha Banks. You have, you know, on and on. The women's, you know, Charlotte Flair. Um, so forth. They have come leaps and bounds from the old the old ladies that we used to have before. You know, before you, you know, you used to get a Nia Nia Jax would come in, and just because she was overgrown and big, she was so dominating. But no, Nia Jax had to learn how to wrestle, oh, and yeah. she and she put it not for nothing. She has become a really good wrestler. Well, for, she was for, uh, rock, yeah. rock family, Rocky Johnson, the overrated, just like the Usos, related, uh, Simone That's Simone. Family. That's Simone yeah. family. And by the way, I like that mic. It's popping like the first WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but out of all the women, that Charlotte is the most gifted. Like, wrestle-wise, like, she can talk. FT is the whole round package at Charlotte. I met her in person. That girl is, like, all around. She can do everything. Like, she, she, she can be a heel, a baby face. She can cut the promo. She can do any move when she wants. She can. She's gonna have to carry that match with Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey doesn't have the experience in a wrestling. She does UFC and all that, but uh, in a long match, like a 10, 15 minute match, Charlotte is probably gonna have to carry that match. R Rousey's too rigid. She's yeah. too rigid. She doesn't cut a promo well, and yeah. she's too yeah. rigid, too stiff. What yeah. you guys thought? I think. Um, I think the main issue with Rousey right now isn't really so much of her work it's more so just her promos have been very dry yeah. you know it's because i've seen charlotte and ronda actually had a great match a few years ago right but i think it's one of those things where it's like ron ron uh, ronda just came back i think she's still kind of going through some ring rust in terms of like her promos but you know I think the match itself will be okay. I think it'll be fine, but I feel like the the entire build has been has just been very oh boy, very very bad, honestly. And this is and and the thing is, on paper, it's it it feels like it, on paper, Charlotte versus Ronda is a WrestleMania kind of match. Problem is, the build is just very bad, and it's like Ronda coming out with the very dry promos and you know. Charlotte is just kind of overexposed at this point. It's in, you know, they're talented people and I think they're going to have a good match, but it's like, I think there, there's, there's a real, a real big consensus amongst the wrestling fans, whether it's you or everybody or us or everybody else who's watching this can agree that this build has just been very, very, very poorly done.
you know. Yeah, well, it was last minute. They were trying to get fans, you know, sell out the AT&T Stadium. That's why they want Edge and Styles, why they get Cody Rhodes. They're trying to get Hall of Famers. They had to get Stone Cold to come back. That shows you how desperate they are. They know that they're not selling out AT&T. So they're making Stone Cold come back after 20 years against Kevin Owens. You know, what is it going to be, a five-minute match? You brawl outside, and then a couple of punches and kicks, and he'll stun him and win because he's in his hometown of Texas. You really think they're going to make Stone Cold lose? Come on. You know, we already know. Hmm. I think I think it's a big challenge for them right now, having them to sell out uh, not one but two nights for WrestleMania this year. You know, especially in AT&T Stadium, which they... Which, I mean, they did it a few years ago, but that was for one night, for one show. Now they're going to do it for two nights. And I think, you know, obviously they're trying to make more money off of it. And they're trying to bring as many people as they can, including they're bringing celebrities in this thing, too. They're trying to make it as, as, as big as they can, which I get it. It's WrestleMania. You're supposed to make it as big of a show you can possibly can. It's it's not It's not a typical wrestling show. This is... To them, this is like the Super Bowl. You're going to bring all the stars that are going to be on that show. Past, present, future, whatever. Celebrities, whatever the hell you need. You know? So they're definitely going to go balls to the wall with that. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, I always like wrestling when they do pro, when they do the you know, fireworks and then the, and the, the pyro. They do a great job of pyro and all the, the, the way they do the technology and all this with the screens and everything. They're great at all that. But, you know... That's about it. After that, you know, who cares? And then maybe they can put like a rock band or like a like a, in the middle yeah. of like football. Maybe mm-hmm. they do something like well, that. So you get casual fans that would watch. Well, the one thing that always separates WWE from the other wrestling companies is just their overall presentation at big events like right. this. Because because yeah. they because once you, like I can only imagine how it's like in person. But once you even see it on TV, it's like everything else around you just get blocked out of your mind. You're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is about to happen. Yeah, because I was going to go to MSG in 2004. I charged $800 on my dad's credit card, and then he had to call the credit card company. I wanted to go so bad, I just charged it. I wanted to go to WrestleMania MSG, but then I couldn't go because uh, they, uh, they called the credit card company because he, he didn't know I did that because I wanted to go so bad. i never been at WrestleMania. And I actually did. It was eight hundred dollars for ringside seating in two thousand four. I wanted to go, but I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Caputo said he was in WrestleMania. I, we we were in WrestleMania. We twice for with our sons. I took my sons to see our Shawn Michaels re, uh, retired Ric Flair in oh, Orlando. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we were there. We were at a couple of WrestleMania. Yeah, last WrestleMania. So we've been to WrestleManias. Um, not the good good seats, but. It is what it is. We're in the building. But Unless you're getting good seats, I'm not going. Because if you look at my YouTube, I went to NXT. I went to SummerSlam like four times. Because it, it was at SummerSlam every year. I met Sting. I met uh, Shawn Michaels. I met. I don't like Shawn Michaels. I met him. But I, I'm not crazy about him. So I all these celeb- I met all of them. And then I went to SummerSlam. They had Raw, SmackDown. Yeah, I put on NXT on my thing. Alice Black. I saw his entrance. Oh yeah, it was nice. Caputo doesn't have an app TV. He said earlier too. He well, he don't have money. He don't spend any. He, I don't even think he has a bank account. So I don't. Even, I I gotta go right now to do laundry and go get something to eat because uh, the Nets and uh, Miami Heat. I want to finish. They're beating their ass. Whole COVID. They're doing leg drops on them and elbows and everything right now. So it's, they're kicking their butt, man. I don't know what's going on with the Heat. They had number one defense 
and they can't stop Durant. They can't stop Irving. Drummond is uh, drumming on their head with these rebounds. They can't they can't stop. Boom, boom, boom. So I'm going to be leaving, guys. Thank you for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your show. And maybe I'll come Thank back. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, come on back. Come on back. You have to leave. Yeah, I, right. I want to get a mask like that. You don't need to wear a mask. That, you know, on the buses and trains, I can just wear that. You know, that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think I'm a nutcase. I'm from Mexico. Lucha, Libre, Lucha, Lucha. <laughs> Yeah, whatever happened to the Mucha Lucha guys? They're gone? Like yeah, they got released, yeah. <laughs> they got released. Yeah. I grew up with all the Lucha guys. Ray Mysterio, Eddie Oh, Green, yeah. Uber Tugger, Ultimo Dragon, the Great Muda in the 90s. I, I miss those guys. My dad used to like it, too, watching them, all the high-flying Mysterio, all those guys doing the Hurricane Runners and all this quick pace. It's not the same anymore. Like, you look at the town of Mexico, I watch some of the indie wrestling because I get the Cody. I watch indie wrestling, GCW, you know, this game-changing wrestling, extreme wrestling. I watch all this indie wrestling. And, of course, I go to indie. I used to go to indie shows all the virus. I discovered MJF, you know, because I know mm-hmm. he's, he was only 17 years old when I met, when I saw him. What a heel, that guy. That guy will never break character, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, MGF. Trust me, we see the potential every day on on uh, well, not every day, but every Wednesday at least on AEW. Yeah, yeah. Predict, I predicted he'll be a top guy because he can. He's good at promos, but his wrestling. Me and my friend always said he he's like a Paul Heyman. If he uh, he don't fix his wrestling skills, he'll just be like a Paul Heyman type. Mm, we'll see. Okay. So enjoy the rest of your night, guys. I'll see you thank, you, thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Test- it. Ah. There you go, Bubba Ray, Devon Dudley. Devon, get the tables. Get the tables for Thanksgiving. No, I'm just kidding. That's a wow. long way away. <laughs> That's a long way away. Uh, uh, yeah. That was fun. Uh, so about SmackDown though. Um, so SmackDown. I mean, for me personally, again, I had mixed feelings about the show, but. Obviously, I'm just going to be real with you. Roman and Brock is arguably the best feud in wrestling right now. Because, like, you, when you look at Roman, you're just like, this guy has finally reached his peak. He's finally there. It's just a matter of can he sustain it. And Brock, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this is his best work, arguably, of his career. Cause yeah, I, I just, could, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah and... It, this is arguably, not even arguably, you know, I'll just say it. This is going to be the best build feud going into WrestleMania, and it needs to be. That's super important. We're possibly going to be in the main event of night two. So what, what do you guys think of uh, Roman and Brock and how they're building this feud? I think the build is great overall. Um, I know um, people are kind of sick and tired of seeing this match over and over again, which I understand, but I feel like this version of their feud going from SummerSlam last year to now has been excellent and i and i think it's now because it has a different dynamic now with roman as the heel brock as the baby face and not just brock just being a baby face he's he's more jovial and more excited as a baby face he feels more rejuvenated and more um uh more excited to be there he like he's happy to be there it feels like he's he's actually having fun doing this stuff and it shows you know 
And Roman's at his peak. Brock, you know, at this stage of his career, is doing his best work. And I think the match is going to be pretty good, you know. Um, and I think the build has been pretty good, too. It's been great. I do agree. It is the best feud going in wrestling. The only nitpick I have is that I don't, I, I still don't think it needs to be for the, uh, the titles to be unified. But that's that's just a small nitpick. But other than that, I think the build overall has, has been great. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with that. That feud, that build up, you know, every week of, especially this Monday on Raw, they're gonna have the final tune up, the Raw before the WrestleMania to see what's on next. What's next? Um, one thing that is taking Brock's whole persona from just being all oh, he's a part timer to really becoming a full time entertaining wrestler. When that character mm -hmm. and the way his character's developing and the storyline, um, whoever thought that Heyman was going to be the opposite side going against Lesnar, being opposed with being, you know, the manager of Roman Reigns, and you, you're somehow, somehow, you still think that there'll be another double cross with Heyman on Brock. I mean, on, yeah. on Roman. He already, he, yeah. we thought it was going to happen already, but they they reversed it, double double cross, but. Uh -huh. It just can you pull yourself, Nazi? Be surprised that Heyman will double cross Reigns and go back with Brock again, and and you know you and personally, personally, I think whoever if Brock wins or whoever wins the world title, I think they'll unify it, but then they'll have they'll split it. They'll they'll again with the they'll yeah have their own, yeah they'll split it again. Yeah, they'll split it again within like maybe a few months or maybe a year down the road or something. It's like kind of wash, rinse, and repeat at this point, which is fine. I, I, you know, I don't know if I said this on the last show, but I, I prefer, especially with them splitting the rosters and everything, I prefer they have two titles, you know. Yes, I do understand that the title should be the most important thing, and you could still do that with two, but, you know, that's kind of more of a different uh, topic for a different time. Um, but in terms of SmackDown, and I kind of have to go on a little bit of a rant on this. And it has to kind of do with WrestleMania. Um, so coming out of this this week's SmackDown, uh, we found out that next week they're doing a WrestleMania quote-unquote ed uh, edition of SmackDown. Where they're doing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And they're doing the Intercontinental title match on that show. And... My whole, my biggest gripe is that you have WrestleMania being two nights, and you don't have a spot for the Intercontinental and United States title on the show, which, to be honest, that's just pathetic in my opinion, you know. And look, um, it's two nights, and I get not everybody needs to be on the card. You know, and I guess that was a big issue before where it feels like everybody was on the card for the sake of being on the card. I get it. But to not have the Intercontinental Champion and the United States Champion not be on the WrestleMania card for two for both for either nights is completely pathetic, in my opinion. You know, I'm not saying like the titles feel extremely buried, but it feels like super unimportant right now. You know, I'm glad that Ricochet is the champion. I'm glad Finn Balor is the champion. But to see them not be a part of WrestleMania is completely pathetic, in my opinion. You know, they should be doing a much better job with those secondary titles, you know, in my opinion. Especially when you have two nights on WrestleMania, you can't find a spot for either of them. Even if it's, 
even if they're maybe not defending the title per se, just their champions being at WrestleMania. You can't find a spot for either of them. To me, it's just it's ridiculous in my opinion. You know. You there know. you. There we go. And hello, this is a Vincent man. Yeah, Miz, I need you to have one more IC title reign. Why? Oh, simple. Uh, you see, it's uh, kind of like gone irrelevant again, and I need you to make it relevant again. You know, like you did with Danny Bryan back in the day. Can <sighs> you do that for me one more time, big boy? Thank I don't. You. I don't. I don't, I don't I don't even think the Miz needs to win the IC title again. I think it's just I'd rather if you're going to the reason why people don't care about those titles is because you're not making them want to care about those championships. You know, people were happy and excited to see Finn Balor and and Ricochet hold those win those titles. And I, I thought wasn't. for them well for you, you <laughs> but I was but oh but I was, you know, and I was like, you know, I was and I thought Finn Balor and Damian Priest was going to be uh, a WrestleMania match because I'm like, it's for the U.S. title. And I've always liked the mid-card titles, even when I was a kid, you know, like I've always, you know, liked watching those matches, you know, back in the day. And this is like my generation seeing guys like uh, like uh, Booker T and MVP holding that U.S. title and Jericho and RVD holding that IC title and whatnot. Like I've so always what you're enjoyed. To say is you don't dig this sucker. I, I just yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh god no. <laughs> Listen, with the with the intercontinental title, I agree with you that that and the United States, but mostly the intercontinental title should be and should have been. Be honest with you, that should have that should have been the main event in the first night of WrestleMania or the women's title. Either one will be a co-main event in my opinion. You can't go wrong because the intercontinental title is prestige. It's not a mid-level card, neither. It's a prestige card. Or going all the way back with the greatest, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches, in my opinion, my generation, or in more WrestleMania, which is going to be almost 40 WrestleManias, was Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the Intercontinental title. One of the greatest Intercontinental match. And that that right there, you need you need performers. And that's right before, because they the Macho Man was about to take the next leap into the world heavyweight champion and being the main guy in the WWE. And it all started. The same thing with Shawn Michaels before he did his reign as the heavyweight champion. Phenomenal ladder match with the late Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. The I to Continental title always headline and always was part of WrestleMania. You need to, you definitely need to continue that legacy and and, and that prestige with that IC title. In WrestleMania, and I and I am actually surprised that they, you know, I'm glad that Ricochet won. That is heavy is Intercontinental Champion, because Ricochet is a, is a hardworking young man that fought in the Indies, up and down. Um, he's he, you know, he's been through a lot. He's you know, he's a, also a local product from Orlando, Florida. Lives here, um, a young man who's just worked his rear end off to be where he's at in in the WWE. Hardworking, you know, a story that no one knows outside of the ring. The, what that young man has persevered and gone through and to see him with that belt is phenomenal i wish they would highlight it or at least you know put him on the on on the card dark matches or something although the intercontinental should not be on no dark matches and also the united states united states is another prestige title held in in wcw days it's more of a wcw belt although you recognize it more as a wwe belt but it's really a, it came through it came transition over with yeah. the w, wcw 
And that's another prestige belt. That's another prestige belt with a lot of good wrestlers held that belt for a long time. I think, you know, and they needed to put that on WrestleMania at least one night, you know, that to, to defend it. I think it has more cachet than the tag team titles, in my opinion. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, though, um, this is nothing against Ricochet or Finn Balor. But this is this is both the the, the fault goes goes both ways, okay? Because the writing, yes, I can admit, has been great at all for Finn Balor or Dolph Ziggler, or sorry, Ricochet. But at the same time, you look at Finn Balor and Ricochet, and they both have that thing to them where they're phenomenal in the ring. Where it comes to just in ring, they are amazing. But they don't have that magic thing that really makes them stand out above everyone else. I know some people are going to argue the demon of Finn Balor, but let's be honest. After the demon, there's nothing else about Finn Balor that makes you go, oh my god, this guy's amazing. Ricochet, he's got the entrance, you know, with the lights and whatever. Yeah, and after that, what else? He it's is like, a good, he is a good it, in-ring performer, though. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he, he is too. Like I said, if we're, talking about, if we're talking about just in-ring. They're they're at least probably top ten right now or so, but if we're going off of like charisma, personality, character, that's what they're missing. And and don't get me wrong, like I said, it's also the WWE's fault for not putting the title on someone they really want to care about and build around uh, with that title. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it's like, you know, put it this way. And and again, I he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers for a reason. Look at the Miz. They uh, back when he did that SmackDown promo on Talking Smack, he ranted about not being able to be on SummerSlam, if I remember correctly. That was the show. And what did he do to make that IC title prestige? He went and I he asked. I think it was um who did he ask? Um, wasn't Daniel Bryan? No, it wasn't Daniel Bryan. He 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 pointed is he asked someone backstage if he can have a segment on Talking Smack or something like that. And they said, sure, why not? And that moment happened. So, in other words, the one thing a lot of wrestlers these days don't understand from guys like The Miz and all that is, like, no matter what you're given, make the best out of it. So, if you're like Finn Balor, so what if you don't have the demon? But like Ricochet, so what if you have the lights? Make the best out of every situation that you're given. And even ask for opportunities to get it over if you truly care about not only your career, but care about getting the title over. Because that, because making little moments into big moments like the Miz and all other wrestlers do, that's what separates you from like the main adventures and the big boys, so to speak. And and, and I and I and I can agree. I can agree on that. Um, I think I agree in the sense what you said about the Miz, and I do agree that sure Finn Balor and Ricochet are you know great in the ring but they don't necessarily have much in terms of the personality and the you know in the mic skills department i'd say more so with with ricochet than anything else because uh, you know i think with finn ballard people still kind of gravitate towards him you know what i mean even even in his first main master one he did he was selling quite a bit of merch he, he did have a fan base not saying he was on the level of a big name or anything but the spot that he was in mid to upper mid card level he was still doing pretty well for himself it's just that for me personally it's like sure even if they were in this spot they shouldn't be like 
off of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like the, yes. the whole point, you know what I mean? It's like if you're going to say, okay, Ricochet is a mid-card guy and he's only meant to just be the IC champion, great. There's no problem with it. But I just feel like you should always focus the IC title and the US title, you know, uh, and put them on pay-per-views a lot more regularly, especially for WrestleMania that's for two nights, yeah. you know? You know, um, whether it's Ricochet holding it or Finn Balor holding it or Damian Priest or whoever, you know, it's it's one of those situations where it's, it completely renders the title if it's not going to be on pay-per-views. I saw a statistic which is actually kind of alarming that the IC title hasn't been defended since last year's WrestleMania, which is completely nuts. And the wow. US title hasn't been defended since uh, Extreme Rules, you know, and that's... And that was back in September, right? And it's like, and we we just gone through Shinsuke Nakamura holding the belt for like six months and only defending it once, you know. At least Ricochet is kind of defending the belt a lot more consistently, but it's like he should at least be on WrestleMania, or at least at the very least, um, be on the card as IC champion. You know what I mean? Because even when they had the Money in the Bank ladder matches, they would have the IC and US champions be on the card. You know what I mean? So it's like, you should at least have your champions be on the card. If you can make a, a, a program for the women's tag team titles, which I feel is like more worthless than the IC and US titles, then you can make time for the US and IC titles, in my opinion. You know? well, yes, uh, we can, not to, not to the point of worthless, you can make that an opening contest or a dark match, an opening dark match when you when you give free you could provide a free match to young kids um you know subscribers that would be they would you know want to promote and and get over and say hey get you know join now you, you know for first month is free like they always do on the promos with wrestlemania you give that woman's tag team title match there you know or you could even do one of the, the you could actually emphasize the intercontinental title to a freebie you know on on the peacock network free if you watch it free or, or on any bc whatever the cases and just join now and, and make a real good match and let they one you i personally think you get a win-win you have these guys have the wrestlemania moment with the defending their belts and secondly you also try to get new eyeballs and new subscribers young you know you know kids you know maybe one night that and maybe the other night the US title. You got two title matches on the on the uh you know the pre-show on the kickoff yep. kick and you win win. I think that you know that think that would have been nice too. You know, hopefully they maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe when we do look at the kickoff, they probably will be a last minute. You know, depends on what happens, like you said, I th- on Monday Raw. I think and I was discussing some people on Twitter about this too. Um, I said that, and there is a chance that they might do Priest and Balor last minute. I, I can see that. Um, but again, but then again, this is also the same company that, you know, doesn't have a match for Sheamus and New Day, you know, which is kind of crazy as well, you know, but it is what it is, I suppose. I mean, we just gotta, we gotta wait and see because, you know, they sometimes put matches last minute, you know what I mean? So you, you never really know how things go. Um, but th- that, that was just kind of like my whole rant about this because I always feel like your secondary titles should mean more. And I'm not saying they have to be on the level of the main events. I'm just saying they have to feel important. And I feel like like they're doing okay stuff with Priest when he was holding it and when Lashley was holding it not too long ago. But I feel like the IC title hasn't really been uh, relevant since like 
when Seth Rollins held it or when The Miz held it like a few years ago. I agree. You know? I can see your point. Some, you've had a couple of reigns here and there that were okay, but overall, it's like they, they should. This is one of the big criticisms I have with WWE is because of that. So, yeah. So, All right. before we get into Mania predictions, we did. We got two things. One that, though they're both sad in some ways, but, you know, one of them is a little bit more, I guess you say, shining than the other one, I guess. So, I guess we'll start with uh, the, the really sad one we got this week. Um, Triple H is officially retiring from in-ring competition due to something to do with his heart. And, um... When I first heard that, um, I'll be honest with you, I was um, I was going on YouTube, and it said like one day ago or whatever, something like that. Like it was re- literally recently uploaded, and um, I was like, really? So I clicked on it, and Triple X was saying Ryu retired, and he was getting emotional about it, and I was like, wow. And I'll be honest with you, um, it kind of hit me right there that, you know what? It truly is. It truly is the end of an era. Like, yeah. Like, like, like. Obviously, uh, Kev, your generation was probably like the Hogan's and all that, and that that generation is long gone. Our generation was the Jerichos, the Ortons, the Shawn Michaelses, and technically a little bit yours too, because Shawn Michaels also in the nineties. But some of us even started watching the nineties. But a lot of those guys, either way, they're starting to either get really old or they're starting to retire and we and we got really few guys left that are from that new generation so to speak the you know yeah the the the, the guys from uh I, I like to call it the guys from ohio valley wrestling and brock shelton and so on and so forth i guess yeah i guess basically like yeah. that late attitude era early ruthless aggression era yeah yeah basically like basically the 2000s we're getting you know, old like, buddy yeah, you know, you know when we're getting old when it's like the only few people left is like Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton left on the uh, left in WWE, edge. Uh, who are doing and, and yeah. Edge, who are doing, who are on TV still. You know, it's it's crazy, and they're gonna end up retiring soon too. But in terms of like Triple H, um, you know, it sucks that he had to deal with the heart condition and whatnot since last year, and you know what? At the end of the day. Your health comes first, and look, you have to prioritize that, you know. Um, but I will say this, though. At least he ended off on a high note in terms of his, his last match, which he, his last match was against Randy Orton in the, uh, the Saudi show in 2019. And his last WrestleMania match was against Batista. And at least you can say the last two matches he's had in his career was against two evolution evolution members, which is, I mean, you, you can't really complain about that. Um, and and if I, I would be on, I if I have to be honest for a second, you know, at, uh, towards the end of his career, I wasn't really too excited for Triple H matches. If uh, you know, as years went by, I would say like after let's say WrestleMania 32 onwards, like I wasn't really too excited for Triple H matches or whatnot. I would say 33, like after the Seth Rollins stuff. And I felt like his matches were very, you know, 30 minutes of just same old crap or whatnot. But aside from that, 
he's he's definitely one of the top heels of of you know maybe top 10 top 15 of all time he's definitely one of the greats oh. of this industry when it comes know? to wrestling he's like top 15 arguably top, top yeah you can, you you can, can make a you case can. for even top 10 if you wanted to go that far i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far to say top 10 but he's definitely like within 15 20 ish around there but he's definitely had a lot of great matches and great moments coming from uh dx yeah. to evolution you know and everybody wants to talk about the reign of terror <laughs> from 02 to 05 you know running with evolution on raw um and all the great matches from the rock in 98 to you know him winning the title in 99 to you know the matches with mcfoley and you know so on and so forth and he did help build you know a lot of you know uh, stars as well with Batista and Randy Orton and John Cena, you know, later on Daniel Bryan, right? The Shield, right? Um, even though we sometimes joke about him burying other people too. <laughs> Don't get, you know, uh, but overall, you know, he's had a great career. He's, he's one of my favorites too. He's like top 15 of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, you know, and you know what? Hey, he had a great career. Um, and at the end of the day, his health is more important and you know what? Thanks for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I go back to triple H before that, John Pierre, you know, a student of killer Kowalski, a wrestler, uh, legend, uh, taught him in ring, how to wrestle technical sound. Also, when he came up at WCW, part of the blue buds, um, uh, with Lord Regal, William Regal, you know, uh, you know, he was there, uh, and he was, you know, that that persona, that that blue bud, part of the blue buds tag team. Then later he was released. He went, he went over to WWE when he made himself as uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, with the polo and and the bowing and the mannerisms. When he fought, when he also had that uh, was it twelve seconds job to the Ultimate Warrior. I don't know, if, you know, if you guys remember. Yeah. That. When yeah, the Warrior came 12. in, and he just came in like a bat out of hell and just <laughs> just slammed him and finished yeah. him quickly. Um, and Hunter, you know, was the supposedly the underrated wrestler of the clique, and he ended up being actually the, <laughs> the boss of the whole. You know, marrying the daughter doesn't help marrying the daughter of the boss, but also his hard work. He put in a lot of hard work, and not only that, developing, developing, and 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 also having an eye for talent with NXT, being part of it, having his hands in the early stage of NXT, bringing finding wrestlers from from you know like i said we mentioned bianca bear um rhea ripley um finn balor you know and so forth and so forth he has an eye for for wrestling talent as well also helping developing it and and promoting and, and also knows how to help them but what they need to help these wrestlers currently now is cutting promos and becoming you know a heel you know one thing aw struck gold is with mjf he is the best promo cutter besides the Miz right now in professional wrestling I mean currently right now he's one of the two and they need some type of ring performance of cutting promos Steph Rollins I think is one of the tough top ones but right now they're they're using him too much I think and they're watering it out too much um he's both he's being over saturated over too used in my opinion but they need they need to help that because they got like you said they got a lot of guys who can't come up can't cut a promo they're very wow you know apollo crew Ugh. that guy cannot 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 and they try to make him a heel 
and the fake Nigerian accent. Oh my god, he is terrible. <laughs> you might as well make him Coco Beware. Oh, no, no. And, put oh him on a freaking god. bird and let him come out with and, and reincarnated Coco Beware, man, because he is. My goodness. Hey, he can fly, so makes yeah. Sense. That's what I'm saying. I fly. Coco <laughs> oh Beware. no. Uh, but yeah. Um. So. Hugh, any thoughts on uh, Triple H? Uh, I just want to say this, regardless of what people think about, you know, the Reign of Terror and all that. Um, at the end of the day, let's say how it is, regardless of him marrying the boss's daughter like that, you can obviously tell, like, Triple H definitely earned his spot for sure among the greatest of all time. And he, at the end of the day, he had to put in the work too, because obviously... It's not like he just got in, married the boss's daughter, and then, you know, Silver Spoon, right. you know. Right, right. Uh, and he definitely earned it. He was he was a jobber. He was a mid-carder. He knows everything about the business. As a matter of fact, when NXT first came out, I think everyone kind of agreed he was a perfect guy for it because he, he could tell you how to work mid-card. He could tell you how to work the main event scene. He could tell you how to have charisma, promo skills, whatever it may be. And it, it's just... Uh, it's just really sad because he didn't really get the plan how he wanted to retire because I, I think for him, it was just, you know, like a matter of like, who do I actually want to retire to and what is going to be my last match? Because let's be honest, he, Triple H is in phenomenal shape. He could have wrestled possibly for another two, three years at the very least, maybe even four or five if he didn't, you know, have this condition happen to him. And... It's just, it's really sad when any of the athlete doesn't get to plan their own retirement. And I'm just uh, really happy and grateful to have seen his, him both as a main eventer and as a little bit of Sunderhurst Helmsley. Helmsley. And because, um, you know, I got to watch it with my uncle. Granted, at the time, I didn't understand it. So, you know. Uh, but I just hope everyone appreciates him for what he was and how much he's actually influenced the business instead of looking at. The negative things that happen with him because some of those things he's probably couldn't control i mean you know because at the end of the day it's wrestling and if he had to draw the most money or get the most say at the time because he was a heel then you know it was exactly what it was he was the guy at the time um the next thing we're going to talk about here and this to me made perfect sense and it was chad gaspard is going to receive the Warrior Award at WrestleMania. Oh. And, man, this this is one of the most emotional stories you will ever hear as a wrestling fan because he literally went into, I, I forgot it was a lake or what, what was it, but he went into um, somewhere like that to save his child. Yeah. And, and he, I think he even told the security guards, like, just make sure... Uh, my child is safe. So he risked his life to save his own child. And on top of that, he died in the process. And all you hear is very positive things about him. Like I remember um, after a little bit after he died, I went I listened to a few uh, JTG interviews and all that. And nothing but kind words about Chad Gaspard. And, and I'll be honest with you. When they were first debuting, Crime Time was one of my most favorite tag teams to watch. They just had one of the most catchiest theme songs and everything. They, like, literally, yo, 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 
Yo, you know, scratch your honies and, you know, at your honies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. Oh, and, God. And, and I'm just telling you, I would get hyped. And, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And also, who can remember when they were breaking the limo and all that? Like, and Chad Gaspard, when they tried to break him up, you can just tell it didn't feel natural because you can tell they were always going to be friends. And you can see that when JTD just interviews. And so, just RIP to Chad Gaspard. And yeah. uh, congratulations. And I hope he knows that he died li- literally being dad of the year, pretty much. He died being an amazing human being. Basically. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I know a lot of parents literally say they'll do that for their kid. But when it comes down to it and you actually do it, that's. You're automatically one of the greatest human beings ever. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, I low-key... And here's, there's, there's some discussions about this since the news of Shad Gaspard getting the Warrior Award. Uh, do you, would you guys agree? Should they uh, change the name of the award from the Warrior Award to the Shad Gaspard Award? Because, because of... Uh, of what Chad Gaspar did, you know. I'll, I'll just say this real quick. The only reason why I wouldn't is because just because, and I get it too. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you might want to change the name just because the Ultimate Warrior wasn't as good as a human being as Chad Gaspar, obviously." But the only reason why I wouldn't is because the Warrior Award, from a business pr- perspective, is just a lot more marketable and it just sounds better. So you have to keep the name the Warrior Award, and on top of that, like. The Ultimate Warrior, when that that award got named after him, he had a big ceremony for him and his family that revealed the award. And on top of that, the Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior, died doing one of those amazing promos. Because literally the day after that, as we all know, he died after that. Mm-hmm. So, as much as it would be really a beautiful story for that award to be named after him. It's, it, it it doesn't make really sense. It doesn't make much sense to just all of a sudden be like, it's the Chad Gaspard Award. The Warrior the Award is perfect for it. Again, it, it fits well in Spanish, English, any language, and it just, you know, it's just, there's no need to change it. That's literally my simple answer. I mean, it, it can work either way, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it is what it is. It, 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 it can't really. Because again, it, from a business perspective, it's you got to worry about marketing. I, I I know I get it. This is. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the award was not really meant for like a market. Well, I guess oh, no. putting the. I guess it the is. whole war. The the putting warrior in it, sure. But I think even when warrior uh, described uh, about this award, I think many years ago, he said that the whole point of this award was. It wasn't so much of a ph- philanthropy kind of thing. It was more so to give an award to those behind the scenes, you know, um, you know, the people who don't really get the recognition, get the recognition, you know, the longtime employees that worked in the company. And I guess they kind of divert from that to making it more of a ph- philanthropy kind of thing, which I mean, that's cool. You know, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, um, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. I suppose. But, I'm but, not, I'm but, not... e- but either way, don't change the name. Everything's perfect. I, 
I, I understand the story of why people want to do it, but it just doesn't make sense. I'll be honest with you. I mean, they're, it, look, they're, they're marketing it, the warrior, because one, let's face it, everyone knows, and, and no disrespect, what that young man did and went in the water in, in Florida to save his child from drowning and not coming back. Heroic, heroic, um, unselfish, un, um, phenomenal job, but his name. It wasn't well-known wrestler, but his act is phenomenal. Like Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, to me, is one of the best human beings in the WWE roster. Does a lot of great, wonderful things outside of the WWE with Children's Network, with um, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, and so forth, but not known. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. Also, you bring his widow out, and you know, you're know showing her support, with the, and knowing that history that WWE had with the Ultimate Warrior. Now they, they named that award. Um, oh, that was in Santa Monica. Okay, my 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 apologize. I thought it was in Florida. I thought he lived in Florida, but all all in all, it was a body of ocean. Um, no matter what, the, the man's life um he passed. Um, that I mean, um, I that mean, location, and in the day it, he went and saved. I think they need to keep the name as the Warrior. Um, and I think he'll stay because of the marketing ability. When you the prestige of the award, it's the same thing. If you would have changed the Andre the Giant Trophy, um, you you change it to Big John Stud. Something mm. along those lines. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean, this was just kind of a discussion because I've. Been... And think about this too. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, that would ahead. be a big insult to Ultimate Warrior's family too. To just all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, we're gonna switch the word now," even though we have that big ceremony like that. Like, yeah, that, you got to think about things like that too. I mean, it is what it is. I suppose. I mean, hey, I think we as fan, whether they change the name or not, at the end of the day, I think everybody can agree. Like. This was something that should that should have happened and we got it and we're happy you know and he deserved and and congratulations to you know shad gaspard you know yes it is no, what it, it is. He, he is a phenomenal phenomenal may he rest in peace and may his family always have comfort that he they know what he did was in, in vain he saved a life and going forward that but let me ask you about naming tournaments and since we're at that topic or, or tournaments or awards what is your thought and i have and i and i want to ask you guys your honest opinion mm -hmm. aew taking advantage on owen hart's name because he never wrestled one moment in aew he has nothing to do with tone with, with with the Khan family whoever you know the whole startup of that company and they're gonna they're marketing and they're gonna take advantage of a tournament name after him i mean come on um, um is, oh you can you can go ahead if you want to oh okay um thanks uh i guess it was one of those things where um when this whole thing happened i think uh owen's widow martha had something to do with this if i'm not mistaken um, she didn't want to associate with WWE because of what obviously happened. So I guess the only way to, you know, keep Owen's name, so to speak, and this is just kind of my opinion, alive in terms of in wrestling, she would much rather want to associate with Tony Khan and AEW. And yes, we can agree that we all know that a uh, Owen Hart doesn't really have much history. Actually, has no history. Not much of it, no history when it comes to AEW. But then again, if uh, Tony Khan has always been a person that's about history and whatnot, 
And Owen Hart has also had some success, success even before WWE as well. And, you know, them doing a tournament, I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. You know, could one to say why they're doing a tournament after someone that's never been in that company before? Sure, but at the same time, I think Owen Hart has been in wrestling, not just in WWE, but, you know, didn't he also wrestle in, in Japan as well? And didn't he, 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 before that, he was wrestling in Canada as well. So it is what it is. I'm so, uh, so I mean, I'm cool with it. I'll, I'll just say this at the end of the day, it's wrestling. You know, it's great marketing. You know, you know it sounds good too, the heart tournament. So that's the easy answer. At the end of the day, it's just wrestling. And no one fully agrees with uh, his wife's decision on not having anything to do with it. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't exactly their fault as to what happened. You know, I, it, it's wrestling. Accidents happen. You know what I mean? You know, but like... The, I think, but, I think, I think, sorry to cut you off, but I, I think there's more debate in terms of uh, the whole, whether they should have continued the show or not, you know, after the accident. Well, well, well like I said, it's wrestling. They're going to continue this show. You have to, because once you sell tickets, you're not just going to refund everyone back. And I get it, and I get it. You got to respect, you know, him passing away. But they, they did the same thing with Eddie. They just continued on. Uh, you know, and they say that all the time, wrestling, the show well, must go on. It well, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you suffer injury. Uh, during a match, it doesn't matter what happened after the fact. It's like uh, you, you, the show must go on. I'm sorry, that's just way wrestling. I mean, works. I mean to be fair though, to be fair, um, they were doing this on pay per view, and, and and you mentioned Eddie, right? When Eddie passed, it was I believe it happened. His passing happened the day before uh, Raw, I believe, right? It was on a Sunday. Um, when Owen's uh, death happened, it was literally live on TV. Well, actually, they didn't show it on TV. It was during a promo segment, if I'm not mistaken, or whatever. Um, you could have, you know, and there's been people said that, you know, they should have. Some people say they shouldn't have not continued the show. Um, I guess it's a ju judgment call, I guess, but I don't know. I, you could have made the argument of not continuing the show I, I, because, because the day, at least because because I think fans or people who buying it would have understand. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like there was a huge accident. You know, you know like just I like said, uh, just just like if let's say you know in a, at a concert or something really terrible like well, it's tragedy. unfair to compare a concert to yeah, but it's a live event. Because let's but be it's... honest, wrestlers are traveling all over the world nonstop. With a concert, an artist like like if something terrible were to happen, an artist can just either refund your money and then reschedule a concert and then you know everything be back to normal. They it's hard to do that in wrestling. Because again, you're constantly in the move. Granted, an artist still technically is, but it's either it's easier for them to just be like, okay, you know what? We can reschedule. We could probably end the concert back here or put it somewhere here where there's a larger, you know, gap for me to rest, something like that. It's like you got to understand that. Yeah, I, 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 again, it's 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 a judgment call, right? Like, you. It is what it is, I suppose. I mean, there's 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 arguments to be made whether to keep the show or not. But I mean, it is what it again, is. I suppose. Again, it's wrestling, and the show must go on no matter what happens. Because again, once you get that money, your job is supposed to well, it's supposed to be go out there, put on a show for everyone, regardless of what's happening, and try your best. What what, what by the way, what do you think? 
Listen, when I, I was, I, I remember I was hosting a lot of folks over in my home when the pay-per-view happened back in those days. Yeah. And, and I had a whole household when Owen Hart fell. I remember we were like, oh, wow, we were surprised. Owen Hart fall. And we didn't think he passed away. We were like, oh, wow. So we thought it was a, an accident. You know, we didn't we didn't see it live because they didn't they were like you said, they were cutting in a promo in Kansas City. Um, I didn't see the severity of the height that he fell and how serious he was. I know they took him out on a stretcher and they stopped and they were thinking about stopping. But the crowd were the crowd had, you know, they were chanting. They were, you know, they were clapping. They were behind it. And McMahon said the show goes on. But I remember when they were um, going through it and they announced that he passed away during the broadcast. You know, they were all stunned and, and you could tell that. You know, when Big Show came out of wrestle later that night, he had tears in his eyes while he wrestled. They knew he passed away backstage and they closed out the show with heavy hearts. And that was a very, very, especially the Monday Night Raw after that, very impactful, very heavy hearted um, when that happened. And, you know, it, it was very touching. Um, do I blame Owen's widow for being bothered and irate with the WWE? I don't blame her. I don't know exactly what had gone behind the scenes that they um, totally abandoned her and then not helped her financially or if there's some struggles or whatever the case because let's say you know we don't know what happened there because maybe she felt Owen Hart was the only Hart member that actually stood with McMahon to to be with him when Brett had his issues with Owen with, with Vince and left to WCW and so forth and he was the one loner, the lone heart that stood there you know by Vince's side and kept performing decided to do the Blue Blazer character and maybe the wife felt like it was, you know, wow. And it felt like they didn't back up my husband who passed. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We both don't know. And maybe that's why, you know, she's in desperate need of money and sold the rights to to that con to that um that uh tournament, that Owen Hart tournament to AEW for money. Who knows? Maybe that's what she's you know trying to get. She he she did he did leave children behind. And, you know, it's different when, when you have your own money than when you have to rely on Uncle Brett and all of the Hart family money, you know, the rest of schools, you know, it's different. Everyone is their own person. When you when you have your own family, you're your own person. You don't rely on your brothers or your siblings' money. And maybe that's what it is. That's why she sold that there. Because I could tell you, I could throw this as well, Dusty Rhodes. Although he was known for WCW, although WWE owns now WCW, but Dusty Rhodes was more main WCW roster fighter, although he was here on the WWE. He was popular in WWE, never held the title in WWE, um, was very popular, was very um, flamboyant, but his run wasn't that spectacular. You don't associate no. Dusty Rhodes with the WWE. You associate him with WCW, NWA, AWA, and they have a tournament, Dusty Rhodes Memorial, that's you know the tag team tournament that's coming up. And NXT, or, or you know, that's going on currently now, and these tournaments and all that stuff. There, um, I just hope that the legacy of those tournaments, or there is a sponsorship, goes to the family of these of these um, wrestlers. Similar, like to the baseball and football Hall of Fame. Um, I definitely, definitely, definitely hope that the families are well taken care of. At least with the sponsors, are they sponsored by Twix? You know, whoever, whoever um, WWE has a sponsorship with for those tournaments. I hope that money and that's another way of journey, revenue um, drawing for those um, families that lost their, their you know, these icons in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well said. And uh, now it's time to do WrestleMania predictions because WrestleMania, as we all know, happens uh, next Saturday and Sunday night, one night, two. And the Hall of Fame, I believe, happens what, Friday? It's Friday night. Let me ask a question before we go forward. Who's Eugene? Who's Eugene? Eugene is a wrestler uh, 
that wasn't WWE. He's uh, his whole entire gimmick was that he was well, let's just say special. Oh. Is that no? That's not Eric. Eric um, Bischoff's was that his nephew? That was in storyline. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, now I get it. All right, all right. Sorry about that. I just saw that in the chat. I don't know why they were saying Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, he was really over for the time. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna go for the matches I see. I'm not gonna go how I think they book it or like that. We're just gonna go down the list and predict two wins, basically. So we got Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Uh, so who do you guys think uh, thinks wins? And you know. Well, is is Becky gonna? I mean, is Bianca Belair gonna actually make make the uh, the match? I thought she was out with an injury. Uh, I think that's storyline. That's storyline. Okay. Yeah. 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 Singles match for the women's Raw uh, Championship. Yeah. Um. I'm going Bianca to win this one. I'd be actually shocked if Becky Lynch retains. <laughs> After all this time, you know, she actually just she just retains in the end. That would be freaking crazy. But I'm I'm definitely gonna go with uh, Belair to win. It's I think this whole thing uh, is leading to her finally getting her moment at Mania, beating uh, Lynch for the title. And how about you, Kev? Yeah, I'm taking Bianca Bier because that she, you know, she gave she pretty much jobbed until gave her belt away to Becky in such a uh, short manner and in a short fashion that man, you got to put her back over because she's a talented wrestler. She's good on a promo, you know. I, although I could care less for her hair and the whipping of her hair personally, I want like her to just get into more of the technical aspect. I know that's part of her gimmick, her stick. You know, I don't want to sound too much uh, old manish, but but other than that, I I think you know, and I think that's going to be a, one of the good fights, man. I think that's going to be a good a good wrestling match between these ladies. Um, I think they're going to bring it, and I think it's going to be like about a pretty long match, uh, but it's going to be not a boring one. It's going to be a really interesting uh, match. Um, but uh, I'm gonna say that's going to be a good fight. Um, yeah, uh, and I and I and I like Blanca Bianca Bier uh, winning, and I think something uh, a feud is going to come out of that. I think we're going to have interference from somebody who has not been around in the in the wrestling world, and I think that's going to set up a feud. I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoilers, folks. Um, I think we're going to see uh, Alexa Bliss returning, causing Let Becky Lynch her title and starting a feud. Oh, that that might happen, but. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair because WWE's been pushing her to the moon. And for her to win at, at WrestleMania, especially to get a, a women's title, that would be the ultimate, like, now you're officially in this, like, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair threshold. So, yeah. And go yeah. ahead, uh, MK. Yeah, like I, I mentioned before, um, Bianca is going to win. Uh I'd actually be surprised if they actually have her win in 26 seconds. That that would be poetic <laughs> if they do that. If they open the show with this match and they had Bianca beat Becky in like 26 seconds, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> There's no way she's gonna pull a JBL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next we got Rey Mysterio and the San Dominic Mysterio, which is by the way is a dream thing to do. Uh, be on a be on a WrestleMania card on the same match, by the way. With uh, your family versus the Miz and Logan Paul, and I feel like this match—I'll be honest with you—I'm not just saying this because the Miz is on the card. 
I mean, sorry, on the, in the match. I'm saying this because I think a lot of people don't expect a lot from Logan Paul, and I feel like once he starts to show this match has a chance to steal the show at least on night one because that's apparently when this match is supposed to take place yeah and and um i and obviously obviously the miss has proven he can work good with high flyers so so yeah like this match has the potential to be the best match this night um and i'm picking the mysterios to go over wow i actually like him okay yeah you wanna I'm go? Take, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Logan Paul and and Miz because right now, uh, you know, they're they're hot right now. That, in the words of Zoolander and, and Mustafa's from Zoolander. Oh yeah, that Miz and that Logan Paul. They're so hot right now, and I think they're gonna win. I think they'll win the match. Um, they're gonna pin Dominic <laughs> and. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love for Logan Paul's brother to come out and help him. That would really get people be like, Whoa. "That would get mega heat, man." Yeah. If, and if you know, Lo- yeah, I was gonna mention, um, MK. Do you see an angle with now that Logan Paul and Paul brothers have their um, their their promotion, boxing promotion, and their um, combat sports promoting? They have you know Amaris, Amanda Serrano, and so forth. Something kind of like of an angle what they're doing with American Top Team and AEW with with uh, Scorpio and Paige, you know, and could they interfere and cause then start their feud with the with the Mysterios? Sorry to interrupt you on that. Um, I just wanted to bring that thought. In. I did not actually expect. I didn't. I didn't actually think about that idea. You know, I mean, that's something that they could do, right? But I never actually thought they would do something similar like what they're doing in AEW. I mean, look. If, if they feel like having Logan Paul being on the show can bring a little bit more eyeballs, which I think it would, because he is, you know, kind of a big star, especially to, like, you know, people my age, you know? Um, I mean, like, why not? And plus, Logan Paul is, like, has so much heat right now, so, yeah. All right. Next, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin with... Mad Cat Moss in a singles match. And I'll be honest with you, I just think Drew McIntyre wins this match. Uh, wait, real quick. Somebody wants to say hi. Yeah. 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 So that's Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Before you continue, I didn't give my prediction of the uh, Mysterios, Miz, and Logan Paul match. Just real quick. And uh, I will, I'll, I'm going to go with the Mysterios on this one. You know. So, and I think it would, and I actually think it would be, I think it's actually going to be a, a, a sleeper match of the night, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. And next match, like I said, Drew versus, uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Happy Corbin, Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. And I said, Drew McIntyre wins. That's really all I got to say. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh boy. It's amazing how being a driver for years and, can make you now into an unstoppable force, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I feel bad for Drew. You know, I don't hate Baron Corbin. I actually think he's a good wrestler, but. Oh but he's boy, always this... happy. Man, I don't care if he's happy. I like when he was actually broke. 
You know, you know how it's so messed up that most people, even me, would like to see another man be broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you being happy now, we don't want to see that. We want you to see you miserable, begging for change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true, man. I'd rather huh. see bum-ass Baron Corbett, you know. Come on, though. See- the, the, those Hawaiian shirts and all that and the hat, that's fire, man. That's class. I don't want to see I don't want to see Baron Corbin and and Riddick Moss out here, you know, talking about knock knock jokes, you know. Oh boy, that's what happens when you're happy. You just feel yeah. more cringy. Most happy people won't make cringy jokes like that, you know. <laughs> Most normal people won't make cringy jokes like that, <laughs> you know. And they're putting this on primetime television on Friday nights on Fox. Man, you just <laughs> never been happy. No man, I am happy. I'm just you not know, happy enough. Got, I'm just you got happy Corbin, then you got depressed MK. Uh, no, no. Okay, re- relax. Okay. okay. This is not inside out that Disney film, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm happy and I'm depressed and I'm mad. No, no come on. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with Drew to win here. I think I think it'd be an okay match, but this kind of screams like a SmackDown main event kind of match, but whatever. You didn't listen to some Pharrell Williams, you know what I mean, man. So what do you? What's your prediction for this match? Uh, I think Drew wins. All right. Next we got the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown uh, SmackDown Tag Titles, and I'm gonna go with the Usos. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the shocking win here. I'm gonna go with Shinsuke and Rick Boogs to win this match. Yeah, me, me too. I agree with you. I think um. You know, was watching what was going on on Raw, uh, actually SmackDown on Sat on Friday night. Muzo's um, there, the tag team champions. They've been holding the belt for quite quite some time. I think it's going to be a uh, a time where I think the Uzos or round um, not to be any spoilers. I think they're going to take a break from TV just to get recalibrated, re 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 get renovated and you know retool. And I think the Uzos will drop the belt, take a little time off, you know, vacation or whatever the case is and, and come back stronger and better with their persona. I think they dropped this. I think right now Shistain is getting a big pop, you know, and also with, with you know, and with his, with the guitar, with booze, you know, he's playing rip the guitar and I think they, they'll win. I think they'll get that pop and go into raw into SmackDown with a lot of momentum and they win the belts. Yeah, I, I, I'm going. The reason why I went with the Shinsuke and Boogs is I feel the Usos are kind of past the tag titles at this point. That they're gonna still be in that main event scene with Roman, anyways, with or without the belt. And I kind of think it's time for them to just be out of the title picture for a little bit. You know, it's nice to, and I, and I'm a big fan of the Usos, but I think it's, I think it's time for them to. For them to lose the titles, and you know, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke is a is a, is a good babyface act on SmackDown. People like him, so why not? You know, give him give him the belts, and I think it can add a little bit more drama going into Night Two's WrestleMania main event with Roman probably getting mad and like, why the hell you lost the titles and all that. So, but anyways, I'm going with Boogs and Nakamura to win the match. All right. Uh, next, we got Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I just say Ronda Rousey's gonna win. Am I wrong to just think that automatically? No, no. no, 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 no. no. Yeah. 
Nah, you're, dude, I, I'd be shocked if Charlotte retains, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was asking. I was like, I mean, I feel like it's just like, spoiler, Ronda Rousey wins. Then fireworks! Yeah! Yeah, R- Ronda, R- or people saying on Twitter, Ronda Drowsy. <laughs> Yo, man. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Ronda to win this match. <laughs> And and she's gonna tap out Charlotte. The crowd's gonna go happy, I guess. Maybe I don't know, or maybe they're just happy that the match is over. I don't know, but um, uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go with Ronda wins by submission. The the crowd's gonna clap probably on instinct. They're gonna be like, "Well, we're at Mania, having a good time." <laughs> <laughs> I actually, and I'll make one one bold prediction. I don't even think this match is even gonna main event WrestleMania night one. I don't think so. I think because mm. of the bad reception with this feud, I think it's not going to close out Mania, in my opinion. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, you know what? I thought about that. I'm thinking it might, and I'm thinking we're getting a Charlotte, uh, we're getting a Flair WrestleMania moment. I, I'm not saying she's going to win the belt. I think Ronda Rousey is going to p- make her pass out, similar to Bret Hart did to Stone Cold Steve Austin. The history, McMahon tends to, history tends to repeat itself in the world wrestling, wrestling and entertainment. Look at me, I'm going back to the WWF <laughs> days. Um, the world wrestling entertainment with McMahon. And I think uh, there's going to be a WrestleMania moment where somewhere, uh, you know, where Charlotte Flair is going to have her own moment, her own signature moment. Either she's going to have like a Stone Cold type of pass out in one of those, one of those Darsh chokes or rear naked choke where she's going to, uh, you know, or, or she's going to put the, the figure four on Rousey and somehow she's going to reverse where it's just going to where she's just going to pass out in pain and refuse to tap out so they could keep that storyline going well you beat me because I passed out you know I never tapped out I never gave up the referee made a judgment call whatever the case or controversial you know it could be a draw a double pin something down the line it's going to be something that we never think about like oh damn you know not a clear-cut winner but something where we're like okay and I think that feel is going to continue because we're going to be left with wow unsettled business and but it was going to, it's going to be something that's going to be like we didn't holy crap we didn't inspect this and i'm just going out on the limb there because i think i think mcmahon's creative juices is going to take over for wrestlemania this is his baby this is his baby this is his, what made this company shine for and kept them afloat and i think there's going to be some creative juices going on for you know maybe mcmahon's last gasp here um and I think, uh, think why not with a big name and Flair, a Flair last name, uh, you know, unless if, unless if we don't, I haven't heard any reports that she's bolting for AEW because we all know her, her fiance is an AEW Atrade. Um, but I don't think so. I think she's well, well versed and well stabled in WWE. She's her own woman and her own Flair. And I think that's what's going to happen, in my opinion. Maybe I'm going yeah. off for Lynn, but I've been watching wrestling so long, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and we don't know if this is going to happen on night one or night two, so I want to talk about it before we get to night two, and that's Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, if it's just going to be a segment, that would be disappointing, but also I can also understand why, but it's going to be entertaining either way. Now, if it's just a match, I'm going to be real with you. I think Owens is just going to get squashed in like probably five seconds. <laughs> like, Yeah, um... I'd be, I think, like, the way they're pre- presenting this, it is the Kevin Owens show, right? And and I think this is going to close out night one. On, and I, to be honest with you, I'm okay with it. Why not close out with the bang with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens? And I actually think this will lead to, let's, into, uh, 
let's say like a five minute match, you know, there's some brawling, you know, Kevin Owens hits Stone Cold with the stunner kick out, then Stone Cold hits him with a couple of stunners, he wins, crowd goes happy, crowd is happy, and that's how you end off night one for WrestleMania. I'm sorry, I just had a funny picture in my head because you know Sam Zayn and Kevin Owens are for like friends, no matter what. Basically, I just had this funny picture where like Kevin Owens is on the floor, like and everything like that, and then Sam Zayn just comes running to the ring. He's like, "Oh my god, I want to have a beer with Kev- uh, with uh, Stone Cold, please." And Stone Cold's like, "Okay, I guess so." And he hands him a beer and he stuns him too. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. I can see that. Yeah, which is a funny thought. If it's if it's a match, we all know it's gonna be Stone Cold who wins that fight. No way they'll come in there to have him job and lose to Owens. Oh yeah, no way. So night two then kicks off, and we got Queen Selena and Carmella as um, the tag team champions um, versus Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan and Natalia and Gina Baszler, and oh my god, a lot of a lot of women fighting for the tag titles. A fatal four-way tag team title. Um, I think this probably goes to maybe. I you know what I I'm I don't know who's gonna win, but I'm gonna go with Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Okay. I'm gonna go with Sasha and Naomi to win this match. They're my second choice. Yeah. I'm gonna go with them. I think Naomi is gonna get that big WrestleMania moment, and and Sasha is gonna finally win a WrestleMania for once. So I think there, this is a way to just kind of give them both a, a Mania moment, in my opinion. You gotta keep the Sasha streak alive, though. Ding. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> uh, go yeah. over seven, right? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna right. go with I'm gonna go with um. Uh, uh, Banks and uh, Naomi to win this. See, I wanted to go with Banks and Naomi, but I'm thinking after at Raw, I think Banks and Naomi, that's the new feud after Raw. The Monday of Raw, I think there's going to be a heel turn and it's probably going to be from Naomi, where we don't expect it. Um, you know, we surprised that, but I'm going with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I think they finally get some gold around there. You know, a back guy, you know, Rhea Ripley was very popular as a women's champion. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm going with them because I think they're they're really um, over with the crowd. They're very, very, very good. Hmm. That's that's my second choice. Yeah, that's my second choice. But yeah. Uh, but now next we have, um, we have Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Anything goes, match, and because of that stipulation. I feel like this is the match where Cody Rhodes debuts and he costs Sami Zayn the match and Johnny Knoxville wins. That's my prediction. And hold on. Alright. Go you guys go ahead and talk. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's gonna I don't know. That that that's a that's a novelty fight. Um Zayn is gonna it's gonna lose Johnny Knoxville. It's gonna. Oh no! Yeah, I think you know, we know that the celebrity always comes out on top here. Um, and nothing much there to me. I, that's for me. For me personally, that's a toilet match. That means I go go stretch, go use the bathroom, go get a hot dog, go go make some burgers on the grill, and then come back and sit down once that fight is over. 
not interested. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You know what? I was gonna go with. It's kind of weird with this because I was gonna say this is an easy Sami Zayn win, but then again, since he is a heel and he's always doing the whole conspiracy thing, and it is anything goes. And since now it's not for the IC title, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Johnny Knoxville on this one, and he's gonna get a lot of help with this. You know, he's gonna bring all the the jackass crew <laughs> coming yeah. in. You yeah, know? Wee Man, the little guy. Yeah, watch, Wee Man comes in. Too bad Hans Wargu's not around. He passed away. Uh, they're gonna, they're, they're, yeah. they're gonna power bomb. They're gonna power bomb Sami Zayn off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna they're gonna off the stage through a cannonball, and he's gonna shoot him out of the freaking arena. <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole match is do the whole match is basically a a, a stunt. It's like this is I. I'm Johnny Knoxville, and here's my stunt. <laughs> oh, I got Austin Theory <laughs> filming it. <laughs> I'm you know I'm glad that they're doing this like a no DQ match because I thought it made sense. It makes sense that they're doing they should do a a, a no DQ match because it's like come on. They're Johnny Knoxville is known for extreme stuff. It's like it's it's a, it's a dead giveaway. And no. let me ask you this. That's on night number two? Yeah, yeah night, night number two, two. yeah. Ugh, that's a terrible. That's a blue on a Sunday. Well, let's see how you feel about this one. Uh, Wait, I'm already throwing up. We got Pat <laughs> McAfee versus yeah. Austin's Theory in a singles match. And now this one's kind of hard to predict. But I'm yeah. kind of leaning towards a little bit towards Austin's Theory. Just because it would be cool to see him take selfies over there at WrestleMania and all that. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Austin Theory, but Pat McAfee is gonna have a good performance. I'm tired of Pat McAfee interviewing if interviewing Aaron Rodgers, his stupid podcast, him on SmackDown. <laughs> he was just a kicker. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, he's such a big deal trying to act, and you know he's like he's thinking they're making think he's like this Hall of Fame NFL player, he's just a kicker, you know, a ham and egger. Now, no. in the, in what WWE. I mean by that is, what's your big, what's your big issue with NFL kickers? Uh, yeah, I, I hope Austin Theory um, slaps him the way McMahon smacked him on Raw a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but McAfee wins. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> next, we got RK Bro and the Street Profits uh, and Alpha Academy and a triple threat tag uh, tag match of the Raw. Tag team titles. I'm probably gonna go with uh, my gut wants to go with RK Bro. I I just have this strange feeling that Daniel Dawkins and Montez Ford might win. Oh, oh boy, oh, Street Profits. I like I like them though. Oh, I mean they're 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 an okay tag team from an in ring standpoint. I just I I can't stand them as a, I I hope they're, they're this gimmick. is. I, yeah, it's, uh, I hope I maybe it's them leading to them turning heel down the road, which I might be interested in that. Um, but uh, I think this match is going to be com- com- this is this match is going to be great. You know, if it's anything what they we saw a few weeks ago on Raw with uh, RK Brew, R- RK Bro, the Alpha okay, Academy. Bro. RK Brew, <laughs> RK Bro, they make uh, Alpha beer. Academy, and uh, Rollins and KO. If we get the same kind of quality here, man, I think it's gonna be 
great. Um, my prediction, I'm going to go with Alpha Academy on this one. And I, I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, Alpha Academy wins the title back, and then after the match, you're going to get Randy Orton RKOing uh, Riddle. And, and then it mm. builds to what... It builds their feud post mania. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I'm just going. You, you, stole, you stole my thunder with that. I think I, I'm, I'm going with the with a new tag team champion, but I don't think nothing happens on 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 WrestleMania. I think the next night on Monday Night Raw, when this crowd is crazy and they're gonna bring their, you know, they won't mention they won't have a promo or segment. What they'll do is they'll have a, a like a return match or some sort where they might you know they might lose. And all out of nowhere, you know, uh, uh, we're going to find um, Riddle's the one who's going to actually betray Randy Orton. He's going to get ahead of him because we all know that the Viper always attacks. So he's going to try to be a step ahead of them and, and, and beats him. I think he'll turn heel on him. <laughs> you were never cool enough, bro. And, he'll, cool and, and then he'll take, he'll take his shoe and hit Randy Orton with it. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. You know what I want... <laughs> this guy's like he's like hey bro i know you and i were supposed to be friends but you know i was cool, learning man. i was learning everything you need i learned everything from you and now i'm just gonna turn on you bro because that's cool man that's, riddle as a hill is gonna probably be hilarious it's like you know you think i'm stupid nah i'm actually more sadistic than you you know? <laughs> He'll probably be a total jerk, um, uh, the way we well, like a Shawn Michaels type. You know, man, when uh -huh. Shawn Michaels first turned heel, he was like, "Oh damn, where the hell that came from?" He's no longer this rocker, <laughs> you know, jumping up and down, all this with the stupid um, uh, shoe strings tying around their forearms yeah, and all that yeah. crap, and he just totally changed his whole persona. That's not even a heel turn. That's just the day Shawn Michaels buried that guy. Yeah, but but I'm saying that that persona, <laughs> that persona, that that gimmick with with Riddle. That guy. I'm I'm sorry. This guy said that guy. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But he buried that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's heel turns, and then there's Shawn Michaels. When Shawn Michaels did the uh, fucking Janetti or whatever. Yeah, my my apologies. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Poor Marty. Anyway, next we got Edge versus AD Styles. Um, I say Styles wins this because I mean, you know, it just feels right. But Edge might. He has a slight chance. I'm actually gonna go with Edge on this one. I yeah. I think yeah, I think because him turning heel, it'd be kind of odd that, you know, he turns heel and all of a sudden he loses, but. Then again, it's Edge. He's a Hall of Famer, right? To me, it doesn't necessarily matter who wins, in in my opinion. But in, since we're predicting here, I'm I'm gonna go with Edge on this one. You know, I'm I'm torn because you just made heel, you just turned Edge into a heel, and his first match as a heel, you're gonna make him drop. Then he becomes stale and boring. You want to have some pop with him as a heel. My logic behind this is that Styles needs some momentum. Because right now he's kind of like stagnant. So this of beating Edge, it doesn't even have to be, I guess, clean per se. But any victory against Edge should give him that extra firepower going into the, uh, well, wrestling new year. We should call it not his new year, but, you know, wrestling new year. 
That, that's yeah. that's the logic I'm going with. Now, Edge could be AJ, but I feel like... A, 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 here's the thing. AJ is just more, I guess you can say, um, solidified than AJ. If Edge beats AJ, that doesn't really do anything for anyone here. Because Edge is going to be over regardless because he's a Hall of Famer, because he's Edge. And yeah, somewhere out there is probably some hardcore impact or new Japan fans be like... Well, AJ can be over regardless of what, too. You know, I'm like, yeah, but let's be real. AJ's simply not Edge. Like, Edge needs this win. Hmm. I'm sorry, AJ needs this win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, could could Edge win on a disqualification? Not a disqualification, but uh, his wife. Phoenix, Beck Phoenix, providing him with with uh, brass knuckles or whatever the case is. You know, could he win that way that that way somehow, or or would you think that might be a, a interference by a wrestler or someone that's new to the company, a la you know, the, someone in coming in just to oh wow he's you know wow it's a it's an appearance by X Y Z you know someone that we didn't think of or someone that's going to move up. Usually someone that moves up from NXT to, to WWE, it happens on Monday Night Raw, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so so uh, you're picking Edge, Kev? Um, yeah, the reason I'm going to go with Edge, and I, and I don't feel 100% comfortable picking Edge, is that, you know... Um, you know, I would like to say they style, but I'm gonna go with Edge because you turned him heel, you made this whole change, you changes his old introduction and his old look and his gimmick, and you're gonna make him a jobber or lose a couple fights in a row in this feud with AJ. I, I don't see it. Maybe he, you know, unless this is the final feud he's gonna have and move on. You know, maybe you know, I would like to see more. You know, if there, if there's an opportunity for Rollins and AJ, I think there was a lot of stuff. Um, Undone there on Monday Night Raw. That was a good match, by the way. On um, Raw, AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. It was a really good fight. Back and forth. One of the best of my scene in a while in Raw. Um, I was very impressed you know, with it. But, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Um, Frank likes AJ Styles. I kind of want to lean AJ Styles, but for the reason is you're going to make Edge turn into a heel and then you're going to make him lose. On, on that well, end. Edge can still win after this and then, you know, pick up the steam again. So that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Either way, it don't it won't bother me if AJ Styles wins this fight because I don't think he'll bury too much edge. But I'm just afraid that you know he you know don't want him yeah. to go in that trajectory of, of being a jobber. Yeah, this is definitely going to be probably the sleeper match of the, of uh, night two because because on paper you're probably thinking oh, okay, but rarely no one knows who's going to win this match and these are two great performers going at it. So this could be a sleeper match for night two. Uh. Next, we got Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the unification of both the um, uh, both the Universal and the WWE Championship. So, this one's going to be a tough one. Now, this is this is definitely going to main event night two, and I honestly don't know who's going to win. Um, I I might just go Roman Reigns, but I don't know, and I'm a, I'm really excited for this match. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to go ahead? Go ahead, because I I'm still don't know who's going to win this fight. I'm, like, up to the end debating. Hmm. 
I'm only going with Roman because if he beats Brock for both titles, oh my god, that promo on the Raw after Mania. I'm gonna go with you know what? Just for this uh just for the shock of it, I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar winning. Because I don't know. I bet against Brock for so long, and every time I do, for some particular reason, <laughs> I end up getting wrong. You know, watching this like, match now. You know, it's like at this point, I realize not to bet against Brock Lesnar, but you know, it's good. I'll bet against Brock. I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. That's that's my final prediction. I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns becoming the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. I guess. And yeah, I'm gonna go with Roman and winning. Hmm. All right, all right. So yeah, I, I was gonna go with uh, I could say Roman Reigns, and we could be a queen, a clean sweep. Um, despite the fact of what he's done, and what he's been through, Roman Reigns, his WrestleMania moment, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, oh man, that's a tough one. I want to say that. Um, yeah, I think the the numbers are stacked against. Uh, Brock Lesnar to win this fight, and you know what? I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns because Brock, you already had your ten- your WrestleMania moment by beating The Undertaker, the best one, arguably. Right, and yeah. for you to be yeah. undisputed, man, then then you really must have something on McMahon, you know, if you do, yeah. You know, so you ain't gonna have this moment again. Yeah. I also I also think that um Roman really needs that one big solidified win over Lesnar. Because the last time he fought Lesnar and actually got a win, it wasn't clean. I think he really needs a definitive clean win over Lesnar. Because he never really got one. Even when he was a babyface, he never really got a clean babyface win. A uh, clean win over Lesnar. I think here, since it is for both titles and it is in the main event, this is their third WrestleMania match. You know, Roman should beat Brock clean. You know, for that title. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. Interf- oh. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No. No worries, Kev. But yeah, it's like no, no uh, interference. Just straight up, you know, clean victory. Really solidify Roman Reigns because I. This is the whole point with Roman at this point. It's like, you know, I and I and I think he's gonna hold that title for another several more months. He's gonna reach the two-year mark. You know. Which, that's 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 something we haven't seen in in a long time. You know, this is like Roman's like the first champion I think since Hogan, where he's went through back to back WrestleManias within one reign as champion. You know, and that's you know that's awesome, and I think he's going to continue doing that his run until probably when he reaches the two year mark, and even that, you know, you never know, he might come back next year's WrestleMania. <laughs> And still hold that title, you know, whether he drops one of them, which I think he may just end up dropping the WWE title, you know, and continue on the universal title uh, run that he's going on right now. Um, but I think he's he's, he's going to go on a, you know, continuing run with that title. And to be fair, you don't really, you don't really see Brock Lesnar coming, uh, doing these feuds post WrestleMania. And that's another kind of a giveaway too, but you never know. But I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns here. 
All right. What, what, whatever, whatever I tell you, a crazy scenario. Just a crazy scenario. Okay. Okay. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, they're wrestling, and then all of a sudden, the Peacemaker comes out. <laughs> Imagine if he just came and he's like, you know what, guys, let's talk this over. <laughs> let's talk this over. But, but no, and they, and, uh, and they but, shake hands, and yeah. that's all. It is. <laughs> but then, with that promo though, with the Roman though, the next night would be fire. Can imagine he could be like, not only did I come in and I beat the beast, but I beat the guy where he beat the streak. You know, yeah. Like and then that, the beast, the dog yeah. beats the beast. The top dog yeah. destroys the yeah. beast. Yeah, yeah. And he could be like, now I truly am the top dog because. Yeah. You know, I did the unthinkable. I beat the beast and, and where that beat where he beat the streak. That can be on a t-shirt too. And then who 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 challenges now Roman Reigns if 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 he comes out on next night on Raw? You need a, a monster pop. Oh, Cody Rhodes? You can go with Cody. Wow, no, I wouldn't so, I, I, that's I, 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 soon, though. That, that's something no, a, that was something AEW would do. Not no, I, I I think I think I think Lashley would be a perfect opponent for Roman coming out as uh, yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, you can go with, if, let's say Edge, if, let's say AJ wins against Edge, he can go after Roman. We haven't seen that match in a while. That's a good one. Um, right. Um, you can go with Drew McIntyre, but then again, I don't know. Uh, I think they might do that. I think, I think they might end up doing that sometime in the fall. Because I heard they're doing because I heard they're doing a, a UK pay per view sometime in the fall, and I guess they want to save that for later. Um, but I think Lashley and I think AJ would be the perfect two choices uh, for Roman to uh, to feud with post WrestleMania. I mean, they can always go back to Seth Rollins. They can always go. They can go with Cody, but I feel like that's something you can do several months down the road. I wouldn't rush the Cody Rhodes thing. You know, um, yeah, I'm just saying that would get a big pop, especially then, you know, but or you can, or you can have Veer. Veer yeah. Mahal- <laughs> uh, okay. Now, now you know how I'm being rushed. <laughs> Come on, or almost, you know, I, I mean, think, pushing- I, I was gonna say almost, I was gonna say almost, you know, you do need a calm down feud after this, so I mean, a calm down is, feud, uh, Osmos be- doesn't have the mic skills. God. His promos. Oh no, he'd be roasted on the mic. Oh, maybe John Cena returns. No, I we've seen that the match. peacemaker. We, we, we've seen the match. I think almost Loki needs a mouthpiece. Dude, I actually, I Cena, you can't complain. I, I like almost, but I think he needs a mouthpiece. I like how his name is close to almost. Almost made it. <laughs> yeah. You know who he needs to be there. Be honest with you. Um, Osmos needs to have Paul Heyman as his manager. Either Paul Heyman. You know what? I always like Zelina Vega as a as a manager. And imagine she's, having she's up to bigger and better things now. You, sh- I mean, you could do that, sure. But yeah. I feel like if let's say if she was still doing the whole ma- manager gimmick, her and almost would actually be a, a good pairing, honestly. You know, well, she ain't got no time for that though. Yeah, she's too busy being the queen and holding the women's tag titles. I guess. Mm, good gimmick. But hey. For her. It is what it is. Um, but yeah. So I guess that's basically it for the WrestleMania predictions. Yep. So that means uh, shout out to Dallas, Texas, where the event is going to be for the two nights. 
And I hope all of you enjoyed the show. And um, yeah, goodbye this time. <laughs> and I hope, and I hope uh, <laughs> all of you just rest well and have a good night. And it's time for us to go. Because even main adventures need to sleep. Ain't that right? Yes, sir. Later, yes, guys. Sir. Adios. I'm I might you grab a bat, I don't know, my rap, my blood boils over like Oh god, here goes, I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go, so just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Switch is how you see things, realize something needs change Cause I know you got me fucked up, let me show you why